Welcome to the Master Builders Podcast, the podcast where we discuss issues affecting the building industry. It's the podcast by Master Builders for Master Builders. I'm your host, Max Rafferty, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Robert Shaw. Welcome, Robert. Thanks, Max. Fun fact. I heard that in a single hour, the amount of power from the sun that strikes the earth is more than the entire world consumes in a year. Now, let me put that into some numbers for you. Each hour, 430 quintillion joules of energy from the sun hits the earth. That's 430 with 18 zeros after it. Wow. You know what I heard, Max? What did you hear? I didn't hear that quintillion thing because I'd never heard of that before. But what I did hear is that the energy that is from the sun that hits the earth in one day is more than the whole world uses in a year. So to me, as a builder, that's an opportunity. So I think, you know, that's exciting to know how we can harness that opportunity into dollars and building products. Fun, fun fact, number two, while I was um, building my place, I, I yep. put a PV system on. So it was a three-kilowatt system and um, I had it up there and one day I was – we were all the boys were on the scaffold and we were doing a little bit of cladding work and all my solar panels were gone. Where to? Someone had taken them. Pinched them. Pinched them. Borrowed them. Stole them. So so technically I ended up with six kilowatts of solar panels on the roof, but only ever three at one point in time. Okay. I've never heard of anyone pinching solar panels, so that's pretty unique. Yeah, me neither. I was pretty dirty, I have to say. So, Robert, do you have solar panels in your place? Certainly do. Um, Me and my business partner, we put them on uh, many years ago. Uh, Obviously, it's good if you're a builder to uh, try these products in your own home so you understand how they perform. So we put them on and what I've found with them, um, again, not a lot of knowledge out there with different people that install them, have different ways of communicating that understanding how to use them the best way to get your best value out of them um, and things like that. Solar hot water? Solar hot water, yeah, we, we've installed plenty of them. We've also installed uh, solar panels at work, again, to sort of understand and maximise the use of the energy. Um, but, yeah, the other one that really interests me is the battery side of things. So when I put my system in, um, batteries weren't, really readily available um so have you explored batteries on your place Robert? yeah look batteries and solar obviously solar is the first step and solar has been around for a long time now uh so people are learning about it and that solar technology is changing and getting better as we speak so um the batteries is the next step and that really interests me we've tried um batteries on one project and it's a fairly new thing out there and developing as we go and what I found is the supplier which I did some research on which I thought would be around a service and then two years later I find they've gone out of business which is a little frustrating um, when you're trying new products and you need the backup because when you talk to other people with batteries they don't really want to talk about or service other people's product. So was it a matter of going for brands you knew was when it came to batteries? Uh, well, it's an, as I said, it's a new space and depends what you're reading. Everyone thinks they've got the best thing when they bring it out. Yeah. So how do you know? It's not 
that common as hard to benchmark and there's no one been around for 10 years in that domestic space. So it's difficult in the building industry to, to actually know who to pick and who to go with. We can all agree that solar can be a fairly complicated space for builders. So I decided to hunt down some experts. First, I spoke with Alistair Sproul from the University of New South Wales about the technology. And then I spoke with Rowan Forrest from Carter Grange to get some practical tips for builders to maximise the value of solar on their projects. And now to my interview with Alistair. So I'm looking at your bio and, I mean, for one, it looks like you've been in the space for ages. Yeah, look, absolutely. Um, I started working in uh, solar ooh, back in 1985. My first job was working for BP Solar uh, when they had a plant out here in Sydney. Uh, so that was like absolute first now. job? Was that your first, like as, as in first job out of study? Yeah, that's right. First so I'd, I'd finished, um, I'd actually did a Bachelor of Science, majoring in mm-hmm. physics and maths and that sort of thing. And I ended up um, landing a job with um, BP Solar in those days, had a little R&D division going on out in Brookvale of Sydney, Brookvale in Sydney of all places. And we were making... <laughs> We thought we were doing pretty well back then. We were making around about a megawatt of solar, so um, tiny by today's standards, um, whereas today uh, globally, yeah, so one megawatt and today global production is 100 gigawatts. Back then it was six megawatts total. Uh, I'm not sure if these mean anything, but um, tiny, tiny, tiny back then. But uh, the industry's grown hugely uh, since 1985. Yeah, the solar industry in Australia, it used to be tiny and, and a bunch of crazy people who thought that one day uh, solar power would be on everybody's rooftop. Uh, but it's quite, it's quite, uh, quite a, still a nice experience when I walk around or drive around the place and see uh, solar panels up on the roof. Awesome. Now, if I go right back to the very start, um, what is solar energy? Ooh. Max, you're asking asking the deep questions. I, I'm sorry. I, I I just know myself. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, yeah, that's energy from the sun, but it has got you know. Is there more to it? Oh well, yes. Look, you know, there's always more to it, but I have to be careful how deep you want me to go here. But um, so look, yeah. I mean, do you mean how how do these? I mean, energy from the sun is is um, maybe I'll start there, and you can tell me if I'm answering the question. But um, yeah, look, you know. We, Planet Earth, we get we get uh, a good deal of solar energy um, hitting the Earth's surface. Peak intensity of the of the sun's uh, radiation on planet Earth is about a thousand watts a square meter. Um, so, um, so, so have you got a good example? Is that you know you, you, people like to say things like you know that's ten Olympic swimming yeah, pools. Yeah, yeah. Um, how, how much power is that? Um, well, look, if we said if we said, um, here we go, so 10 square metres, um, we would have 10,000 watts or 10 kilowatts. So that's equivalent to four bar radiators um, of uh, energy um, on 10 square metres. So um, part of what I do is also integrating solar panels into buildings. So that's an interesting area for me. But when you've got glass in buildings, for example, one of the things you don't want to do is, say, build a building with 10 square metres of glass facing west, for example, so that in yes. summer 
you've got, you know, the equivalent of four bar radiators coming at you through that glass window on a summer afternoon. Not a pleasant experience, yeah, and, and some of the listeners might have lived in a building sure. like that. I know I have. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Um, and so in relation to systems that are included in buildings, um, so what sort of systems, uh, I guess, traditionally do you see powered by solar? Oh, look, um, the great thing about solar is that um, solar photovoltaics we're talking about here is that you can just put that up on your roof and um, wire that straight up. Well, it's got to go through an inverter, but then that inverter can be wired straight into your power board at home. And that's giving you a couple of options there. If you're at home and you need power and there's enough power coming off your solar array, then your house is running on sunshine. Um, if you're not home uh, and no one's using power, then the, the solar power can be uh, fed back into the grid. And in most places these days in Australia, you'll be um, paid a feed-in tariff for doing that. Um, mm -hmm. They used to be more generous, and I think they were overly generous in the past. I think we're, we're at a point where, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 cents a kilowatt hour um, probably a little on the low side for some people, but I would say it's covering the cost. That's about the cost, the life cycle cost of the electricity being generated by your system. So um, it's probably a little on the low side. Uh, some people would like more. I, I think it's probably a reasonable place to be. could probably go up a little. So what do you think about um, battery technology rather than throwing it back into the grid? Yeah, well, look, you know, uh, for a long, long time, um, people in the photovoltaic industry, we've uh, been used to the idea of having solar panels and batteries and, and controllers and inverters and all of that sort of thing. So that's where the industry really cut its teeth in uh, the early days, so the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. Um, back in those early days in Australia, lots of those systems went into remote parts of Australia. So anywhere where there wasn't the grid, uh, you would find solar and battery systems popping up. Uh, and there's a lot of people in the solar industry who, as I said, cut their teeth in, in that sort of space. Um, when we started to connect up solar panels to the grid, we always thought, well, no need for batteries. But in recent times, we're starting to see people, for various reasons, wanting to utilise batteries. Um, so even though they're connected to the grid, the, the old view in the old days was, or not, you know, five, ten years ago, was use the grid as a battery. So um, if you're generating yeah. solar power and using it at home, great. If you're not, sell that um, electricity into the grid and buy back at a later time uh, and you've got the grid as a great big battery. Yeah. Now, you know, there's various issues there. Are we generating too much solar power in the middle of the day? Do we need batteries to soak up power in the middle of the day coming off houses? Possibly. Um, there's all sorts of other things we could do as well. We could, uh, for example, um, switch our solar PV over to heat hot water in the middle of the day. Now, there are some products out in the marketplace starting to appear like that. If we've got too much solar and it's not being 
um, valued it much uh, in the middle of the day because we've got too much of it. Well, you've essentially got free electricity perhaps at your place. So why wouldn't you want to make use of it yourself? So um, charging it into a battery could be an expensive way to do it at the moment. The price of batteries are coming down before I get people ringing me up and telling me, Alistair, the price of batteries are coming down. But I, I think we're not quite there yet. Um, most people in the market, in the PV market, would tell you, look, you could put a battery in, uh, but you're probably better off spending that money on either more solar panels um, or if you're going to put a battery in, you know, don't don't try and cover your whole load, uh, you know, 24 hours a day or two or three days, um, you know, with no sunshine. It's better to just have maybe a, a small battery at this time. The solar panels are very cost effective. The batteries are getting better, but probably not quite there yet. Now, you spoke before about panels and inverters and I'm, I'm not sure we quite linked batteries to it, but is there other is there other bits to the system that we should be aware of? Pretty simple systems, really. Um, for a high-tech way of generating electricity, um, it doesn't get much simpler than a solar panel bolted and mounted somewhere on your house, for example. So you'll need some bolts and, and bits and pieces, but that's all... Uh, done again through accredited products that you know meet Australian standards and will survive the wind loading in in your neighbourhood. Um, so you need a mounting system, you need your solar panels, you need an electrician then to wire that all up uh, to run the panels together, wire the panels together, run the cabling down to your inverter, and then connect that inverter into your power board and into your power meter and the rest of the load in your house. So, yeah, if you get a good electrician, uh, more and more electricians these days are um, uh, in, in the industry of in, or in the, in the business of installing photovoltaics on people's homes and businesses. Um, yeah, so uh, leave, best, best left right. to the electricians. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Ones. And so, so we've, got, <laughs> yes. we've got sun... We've got panels collecting collecting radiation from the sun. That's correct. Yeah, collecting radiation. So um, this is well, where let's we could not go, go too deep because what I'm but, really um, interested in. No, no, we won't. So look, um, yeah. So everything, everything on planet Earth um, will absorb solar radiation to some extent. Now, usually, uh, you know, I'm, it's a coolish day in Sydney, so I'm wearing my uh, my black outfit mostly, so I can sit out in the sun and absorb um, solar radiation and get nice and warm. Um, but these solar panels are a bit different. They do, they are black, mostly black, or dark colour, dark blue. Uh, that's to maximise their absorption of the solar radiation. And what what happens there is that we get electrons in the silicon being excited. Um, and those electrons are negatively charged, they leave a little gap in the silicon behind. We call it a hole. They become, they're actually positively charged, believe it or not. And we have a very short period of time while that electron and hole pair are excited, while the electron's excited, we can separate it out with an electric field inside the solar cell. 
and that then generates a current and voltage for us. So um, that's a pretty um, quick and rough and ready sort of snapshot of what goes on. But rather than just generating heat with a black solar cell, we can generate a little bit of electricity from the absorbed uh, sunshine, creating free electrons essentially in the uh, silicon. And once we capture those electrons, uh, we can then put them through wires. I think wires that's maybe where I was going with my question. So we've, we're collecting that from the panels. And then, what, so what does the inverter do in the system? Yeah, so these panels are, are producing um, DC electricity. So each solar cell is producing quite a few amps, quite a, quite a lot of current, very little voltage. Um, we take the cells and make them into a module that produces higher voltage, but they're still at a module level or your solar panels all on your roof are putting out probably, uh, yeah, a couple of hundred volts um, DC and quite a few amps DC. We then need to feed that into a, into a clever, bit, clever bit of um, power electronics called an inverter, which will take the DC power and convert it to AC power, which will, um, for a grid-connected inverter, be carefully matched to uh, be in sync, be synchronised with the grid right. voltage and the grid frequency. That, 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 was, that was good. That was, that yeah. was actually exactly what I wanted to know. Oh, good, good. Max, look, you should call me up more often. Does shadowing affect how the array works? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. So it depends on how the array's been wired up. Typically, all the panels are wired in series. Now, that means that the current flow through each panel has to be the same as the current in the whole array. Now, yeah, so there's a problem there uh, for older types of systems. Um, usually, if you shade one cell or one panel, that will affect the output of the whole array. So shading is best avoided. So if you can install a, a solar system, get a, get a, a rooftop uh, that's pretty clear of shade. Now, of course, that's hard to do very early morning, very late in the afternoon. You can tolerate that. But if you've got, um, you know, you can tolerate a little bit of shade at that time of day. But really between sort of, say, you know, the couple of hours either side of midday uh, or, you know, if you can get four or five hours of unshaded sunshine onto your solar array, if there's a location like that, and whether it's facing, you know, northeast or even east, round to north, round to west, um, you know, a lot of people these days are starting to install solar panels even on western-facing uh, uh, rooftops. So that's not a bad idea because that will give you peak um, output from your array in the afternoon and that may very well coincide with, you know, say you come home, you want to run your air conditioner or even if you're not home, I would advocate rather than feed um, power back into the grid uh, when perhaps you're not using it, why not make use of it? Run your air conditioner in summer or winter. Uh, reverse cycle would be best um, because that's the cheapest energy you've got. You might as well heat and cool your house. So that's a good thing to do. Uh, I am distracting myself here a bit, aren't I, Max? I've got to get back on track. So, <laughs> There's lots of good information, though. Yeah, yeah. The other, the other, thing, the other thing that 
you've got to watch out for with shading. And the good, the good news is there's, there, there are some products out there on the market uh, which are either uh, panel inverters or DC-DC uh, power maximizers. Now, they get all called different things, but there's different companies selling different products. And I must say, I would prefer them to be a little less sort of um, a little clearer in exactly what it is they're selling. Um, they like to spin a bit of a story about their wonderful technology that helps their modules deal with shading. But before I get into too much trouble, uh, I should just say they're very good products. I've got some at my place. I better not say the brand name. But, yeah, they're really good. We knew that um, at some stage the little old fibro shack next door to us would get knocked down and something much bigger and grander would get built. And, of course, that happened. So my lower solar modules uh, in my array, they get shaded this time of year in the winter. But we have a little um, smart box on the back of every panel. That means if if it's shaded, it can um, change the way it operates. Uh, and not limit not limit the rest of the array. So there's a few of those sorts of uh, technologies around uh, and a few companies selling them. So if you've got an unshaded rooftop, then you're okay. Uh, if it's unshaded, you know, for a good couple of hours either side of midday or four hours in the afternoon or four hours in the morning, all good. Um, but if you're getting shade at some stage, maybe it's winter months or winter months in the middle of the day that i'd be looking at uh installing some of these uh anti-shading uh technologies they don't call them that they call them all sorts of different things but that's that's what i would call them yeah it's it's obvious that there's a lot more information um you know i can hear that there's there's varying levels of complexity and i can hear that there's a huge level of complexity that we're we're just not going into but is there any can you recommend any resources that would be good for builders um, in, in regard to the to solar systems? Yeah, well, look, um, I think have a look at um, the Clean Energy Council. You can have a look at um, their website. They've got some very good information now. They're sort of an umbrella organisation, so um, they'll tell you a lot of good information about the whole industry and about various products. Um, you could also have a look, you know, an organisation like Choice. Uh, they've got some very good articles. And um, in the Australian government websites, well worth having a look. Um, so, and there'll probably be state government um, websites as well on energy. Lots of lots of resources are out there, and um, but uh, they're the ones that I'd recommend people have a look at. Okay, cool. Thank you very much. Um, I, I think I'm going to wrap it up. Also, I think I mean I've got, I feel like we've I've had a, I've got a, a heap of information out of just talking to you that I'm I'm really happy with. Good on you, Max. That sounds well. well great, mate. I'm glad I'm glad uh, it's uh, it's worked out. Coming up next, Rowan Forrest from Carter Grange about some practical tips builders can use to maximise the benefits of solar on their projects. But first, a message from our sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by Master Builders Green Living Program. Clients want sustainable and energy efficient housing more and more. Get Green Living accredited and work in one of the fastest growing sectors in building and construction. Master Builders Green Living 
will enable builders to market their services as businesses that are skilled in the design, construction and maintenance of high quality structures that adopt industry best practice for sustainability in the built environment. Now on to my interview with Rowan Forrest. Your apprenticeship, what was it in? Carpentry. Yep, so I um, yep, did a carpentry apprenticeship with a, a local building manalyzer um, who I still see regularly and talk to regularly today. And uh, he's just a, a little builder. We did mainly renovations back in those days and learned everything from pouring concrete to doing a bit of plumbing, electrical, doing fret work. And so I got real good hands-on experience in that finer part of carpentry, which really put me in good stead for you know, the future. So. When did you do your apprenticeship? It sounds like you had a really varied range of experience while you were training. Yeah, I was, I was probably a late starter because I out of school I um I did a drafting course and I um and I did that for about a year and a half and part of that drafting course was to spend uh, a month with a builder to un- more, understand more about hands-on and building, which was um opened my eyes up then and I thought oh, I don't want to sit in the office and draw. I want to get out and hammer some things together, you know, and nail some things together. And um, as soon as I did that, I went back home that night and I said to my parents, I want to I wanna actually be on the tools. And so I went from there. So I was, when I say late starter, I probably didn't start my apprenticeship until I was sort of 18, 19, which normally you start with 17. But, um, yeah, I did four years with him. Actually, my, my first six months was in a city working in um, more commercial work in um, Burke Street in the city. So, um renovating lifts and um, and offices in the city. So waking up at four o'clock in the morning and getting the three trains to the, the Burke Street from um, from from Mount Eliza. Um, I got sick of that after six months and got offered a job with a, uh, a local building Mount Eliza. And it was just, I mean, even though we were, we were working all over the place, it was it was more hands-on tools and residential stuff. So, so the the business that you're doing now. Um with Carter Grange, does that encompass design as well? Definitely, yeah. So the clients, we we have a, I suppose a, a catalogue of, of projects we've done over over the nine years, um, and we offer all of those projects to clients to see, and if anything fits their mould, so um, they'll often choose that. Now, I suppose half our clients would look at a design we've done before and then manipulate that um, um, to fit their lifestyle, and the other half would probably say, no, I'm starting from uh, a G for garage and you know we'll just work around that and I need, I need this I need that so they'll design it 100% custom um, so it varies it varies with the, the person some clients will come in with us with a complete idea and does, they want to start from, from zero and have, have, have the ideas in their own head and some clients want us to help them with those ideas so we have designers that sit down and and uh, start from scratch and make sure that it works suits their block number one for their orientation and, um, and and suits their lifestyle number two so um, yeah it's 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 all it's all custom we have display homes but our display homes are houses we've built before and we've just sort of tweaked them a bit um, but we sell a, a look feel and finish we call it so we have a specific way we um, internally reveal our plaster um, we have no architraves we have quite high ceilings square set a lot of it's very um, straight lines and Hebel and it's uh, um, it takes in a lot of well, it's all double glazing um, Hebel panels you know solar solar um, hot water and you know obviously solar power as well but uh, mm-hmm. our, our house is designed 
to to be a bit different. We don't use brickwork. We don't. Uh, we, we just we start with a with a design. Mm-hmm. That we we add our flair to it. And we we give it to what we call we Carter Grange the house. So we make so what we want to be able to do is when you walk into a home that's built by a Carter Grange, it, you can say, oh, this is a Carter Grange home. So it's not so much. It's 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 quite a bit more commercial residential rather than just residential. So larger larger glass formats. You know, larger areas. People want more glass, which ultimately upsets. Um, the energy rating, but and then obviously the people then balances that, and there's all the things that the pluses and minuses. There's you know designing a home and building a home. How do your clients come to you with solar? Um, how like do you is that something that they come to you with? Is that something you suggest to them? Is that something that's just standard part of your business practice? So we don't offer solar power as, as standard. We offer solar um, solar hot water as standard. Uh, solar power, though we we. We have a, a colour room in our in our office. Um, as part of that colour colour room, you do an electrical electrical consultation, and in that electrical consultation, um, you know solar power is offered, and it's advertising on the wall and shows the 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 um the um sonnen battery um, and explains a bit about you know the the payback and the the cost and everything like that. So in our electrical con, um, consultation, the client will be offered that, and then a, if the client is inclined or Looks like they want to take up um, the solar. Then we send them to our, our solar expert, the Greenway projects. So Greenway then will sit down a one-on-one with a client. Um, if they like, they'll go visit visit them in their current home. They'll talk about the plan, what they want to do, what are their expectations of solar. You know, uh, what's their mm-hmm. what they want to spend, obviously, and how much. What's the payback? And then they'll 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 get a system that that suits their budget and their their lifestyle. What sort of things do you find they're asking you about it? What are the important drivers for them? Um, I think the biggest question is it's it's all from the wallet. I'm, I'm not saying everyone, but I'd suggest the majority is all from the wallet. It's what's it going to cost me and when's my payback. Um, it's not about the, the, I suppose, the advantage of the environment. I, don't, I think there's minimal people that would um, definitely put their head up and say that there's an environmental um, component to it. But ultimately, if it doesn't make sense from a cost point of view, um, it's you know, in a payback point of view, it's it's they're not interested. But I oh, look at that, what they they're being they're more conscious now, and I think they out of all of our builds, I think and the last figures I did, I think one in one in two, so fifty percent of our homes we we do solar power. So we build about one hundred and sixty homes a year. So half of that we're doing solar power. The other half, and I suggest that ninety percent of the other half they're solar ready. So they will buy a pack off us, which makes a house solar ready for when they can afford it, or down the track they can. Add on solar later on. So the company—that's a great plan. Yeah. So the company we work with also does solar ready. Oh, sorry, they do solar ready with our electricians, but they also offer a, a, a you know something later on. They can they can come in and they can uh, keep onto that later and at a, you know further down the track when they the clients and a lot of clients are doing that within the first year of the build. So they'll ring up and say, look, you're right. We probably need to look at that, and they'll go back to our to our Greenway projects and they'll they'll um, add on the solar at that point, which Ultimately, it's more costly, but I think once they live in the house, they realise you know, the costs and the and the advantages of having it. But um, we're trying to we're trying to make them realise that earlier because it is easier. Even having the option at a later date is still a great choice. Um, on the topic of installation, 
while you've been doing these, what, do you, how, what are the challenges around installation of these systems? The biggest challenge is making sure that the requirement of the client, they want a 10 kilowatt system, are, are we going to be able to fit that many panels on the roof? Now, we've had jobs where there's 30 or 40 panels on the roof, and if, the, if it's the wrong orientation, you really struggle to find the right orientation or get the space, and you're fighting the, you know, the solar guys, hot water guys, with the space they can achieve on the roof. So when we, when we get to be able to design the house, and we know early enough uh, that the client wants this size system we can design the system on the roof to make sure and it doesn't work we can work out the way it does work do you have any go-to resources for solar that might be useful to builders to help them have a think about it or understand a little bit better i think it's a a really good solar company Uh, we have a a company that we've been using for seven years um and they're a very small company they don't um, they don't offer the cheapest panels. We don't we don't offer our client the cheapest panels. We we think that the quality as far as panels go is really important. Um, but we we will quote that with that company. But the company for us is a it's a small company that deals one on one with our clients that can sit down and and talk to our clients because you know I'm a builder. I'm, I'm not an expert on solar. Never have been. Never will be. I I, I love solar. I think it's a just an amazing thing. But I think the person, the people that do it day in day out, um, are the experts. They should be able to sit down face to face with a client and talk to them about it and show them the options. And having that person um, is really important, rather than having a big company offering, you know, really cheap panels, um, and you're just talking to a to a some person on the desk who doesn't really live and breathe solar. To me, that was the the reason why I did it, and the, and and the reason why it's successful in our business. It sounds like the people that are supplying you the solar are fairly integrated in there, speaking to your clients, speaking to you guys. and um... Yeah, they're very good. The fellow that owns the company will go to every client and speak to every client. He will also um, talk to the client once the house is handed over and, and explain the system, how it works, how the battery operates and what to, have, what to do if this happens and that happens. And here's my personal number to get a drama. So it's that personal touch that really makes a difference, I think, because it's, it's still a bit sort of, scary for some people what you know solar power which shouldn't be but it's it can be a little bit scary but what happens if it, there's no sun <laughs> what is this back to the grid stuff what does it mean and what's the rebates you know all this sort of stuff there's lots of questions that can be answered quite easily face to face if i was to ask you for three tips for um builders when it comes to solar what, what would you say so number one would be don't don't go for the cheapest deal get some panels that you've got some high efficiency you know high quality and have some, you know, do your research and make sure that the, the panels that they that the company's using, are, you know, um, don't don't shop around for the cheapest panels. Probably, I suppose, is the number one. Number two would be know about it early so you can incorporate it into your design. That's probably the biggest thing because you can get a lot of that out of your design. You can you can change your design slightly to help panel installations as well or the size of this of the system. And just um, they're they're always. Improving. I mean, it, where, where solar power is today from where it was even a couple of years ago, I think there's always things happening. I think that having a system that can allow for those things, whether it be a battery or a, um, you know, we, we recommend obviously that there's a there's an industry um, sort of norm when you talk batteries out there and, um, you know, the company that makes cars, um, there's another battery out there that we use, we chose to use called um, Sonom, which is what's an integrated system that allows you to build it as you go. So as you want more out of it, you can actually go back to it and add to it and make it a bigger battery and something like that. Give it something go with a system that can that can allow you to scope and, and, and grow and 
and future proof it to a degree rather than being stuck in old technology. Effectively, as a builder, you, you sort of you guide your clients one way, and we, I don't want to guide a client the way that, that in five or ten years' time they come back to me and say, oh, you told me to go down that path. So I've, I've directed them down a path that I know that those three things are, are covered and the services mm-hmm. is there. So I think they're the most important things in, in solar. And so, Rowan, if people want to contact you, um, what's, the, what's the best contact for them to find you on? Well, it's best to get on the website, um, thecartergrange.com.au. All the information's on there. There's a lot of pictures about, you know, photos and, and projects we've done, um, information about who to speak to directly. That's awesome. There's a lot of information there for people to digest. Mm. Um, thanks, Rowan. No problem at all. It's a pleasure. I really appreciate your um, time and coming along and speaking to us and sharing your expertise. That's a pleasure. No worries at all. Robert, I've got to say, I really enjoyed talking to Professor Alistair Sproul and Rowan Forrest for two totally different reasons. Um, I found the depth that Alistair gave us on on how the systems are working fantastic, but I really enjoyed the practical application of the systems for construction. What did you take away? Yeah, no, it's a great topic, and obviously solar power has been around for a while now. But one thing I did take away from it was obviously technology is changing um, and there's certain products out there now that work much better than the first ones. And we found out that some companies um, are not even in business in the solar power anymore. So I think um, the subsidies that were paid early on and rebates were great. And now we see some of those rebates being reduced because solar power has got so popular and really we're going to be forced down to that. I mean, you talked a little bit about the battery opportunities, so I'm quite keen on understanding that, especially when that gets to a price point where we can actually harness our own power back into our battery, use it when we like, rather than putting it back into the grid. And I think some of that grid rebate's only about $0.08 cents now, so that's not really where you want the power to go. We're better off using it ourselves. So I think this will evolve as it goes. So I'm quite comfortable with solar power and batteries moving forward, but we need more people in the, in the game. Did you hear something in today's show that you wanted to write down? Don't worry, we've taken the notes. You can access the show notes at masterbuilders.com.au forward slash podcast. Also, please take the time to subscribe and leave a rating. And don't forget to tell your friends, workmates about the podcast, or even bring it up at your next toolbox talk. I'm Max Rafferty. Until next time, stay safe.